Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome to Cavs HQ presented by Betway. Thank you for joining us on the First Energy Cleveland Cavaliers Radio Network. Now, here are your hosts, Tim Alcorn, and sitting in for Jim Jones is the voice of the Cleveland Charge, Scott Zarilla. From the Cavaliers Radio Production Studios at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse in downtown Cleveland. Hi again, everybody. Welcome to Cavs HQ presented by Betway. Great to have you with us. Yes, we're trying to get all the fans to sit down as Scott Zarilla is up waving to the crowd that has shown up to welcome him in this week, filling in for Jim Jones. Why not? It's been a while. It's my triumphant return. Come on now. Oh, the roars were deafening. Yeah, they were. We had to push people out into the hallway. Come on now. I know people are waiting, as uh, one of our friends used to say, waiting with bated breath for my return. Well, here I am, folks. So and, turn your radios off now and run for the hills. And uh, today's not that show, but at some point we do want to talk to you about moving downtown to the Wolstein Center as the voice of the... Uh, Cleveland charge. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. Going to be a lot of fun. Same team, new city. Yep. So we'll talk about that uh, down the road. But uh, in this week's edition of Cavs HQ, boy, we've got a lot to talk about. Uh, Summer League action out in Las Vegas. Uh, We've seen our first looks at Evan Mobley and some other youngsters in the Cavs organization. And of course, uh, we will welcome in Cavalier legend, Campy Russell to talk a little bit about not only the summer league, but this Cavs offseason overall. Always great to catch up with Campy because he's, you know, a guy that played in the league can give you insight that you're really not getting anywhere else. He'll be able to break down Evan and uh, we're going to, we want to talk about the NBA, a lot of movement in the the NBA offseason as well. So looking forward to talking with him and getting his uh, insights on all of that. So yeah, there's a lot of topics to cover. So we'll take our first time out. And when we come back, We'll welcome in Campy. Campy Russell, Cavalier legend, will join us next on Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. Glad you've joined us on the First Energy Cavaliers Radio Network. Welcome back. Cavs HQ, presented by Betway on the First Energy Cavaliers Radio Network. Tim Elkhorn, along with Scott Zarilla. Scott filling in for Jim Jones this week. Great to have Scott joining us here in the radio booth at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. Now, while one Cavs legend does have the week off in Jim Jones, we are honored to have another Cavs legend join us on this week's edition of Cavs HQ. In fact, we could even say he's sitting in the legend's chair (laughs) because he is indeed a Cavalier legend. Campanella, Campy Russell. Boy, it's great to have you on Cavs HQ, Campy. Hey, Tim. Good, man. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of you guys' show. Uh, Jim has done a great job, as well as you, uh, in presenting this show. So I feel real fortunate to have this opportunity to follow behind uh, Jim Jones. I mean, that's, uh, to me, uh, Jim is a uh, kind of guy that, that is very articulate and can has a great thought about the game of basketball and 
So, hey, to have me sitting here today, hey, I feel real real good about that. Campy, you are correct on that. I love the way Jim is able to really explain the game. But the thing is, he couldn't shoot like you. <laughs> yeah, but I bet they didn't call you Crusher. <laughs> We've learned on well, Cavs HQ that Jim had the nickname Crusher his whole career. <laughs> it must have happened when he was in Los Angeles. Uh, uh, but, uh, you, you know, you mentioned uh, shooting. Uh, Scott, I, I never felt like I was a shooter. When I thought of shooters, I thought of uh, Dick Snyder. I thought of uh, uh, Bingo Smith. Uh, I thought of those kind of guys. Uh, I never looked at myself as being a, a, a shooter. I looked at myself as being a, uh, I'm going to say a scorer and a, just a, a positionless player is how I looked at yeah, myself. Yeah, that's fair. I'd agree with that. That's sure. fair. You know what? I want to take that one step further before we delve into uh, this current Cavs team. Campy, is there a player now that reminds you of you that you go, yeah, that's kind of the way I played? Hmm. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. Right. You know, right off. Okay. Uh, I think I would be, you know, right off. I, I, I can't say who, what that, what that is. Um, I, I, I can say that. When you look at a guy like Kawhi Leonard, when you look at a guy like uh, Paul George, when you look at a guy like um, uh, Jalen Brown, um, you know, those guys, when I think back, kind of, I wasn't as athletic as some of those guys uh, are, but in terms of the things they do on the floor and how they impact the game, I think I would say those kind of players, um, was how I reminisce as my game. Okay. Um, because, you know, I would say if you look back at guys that played in the state of Michigan, most of all of us were guys that did multitude of things, not one, not just a shooter, not just a rebounder, not just a assist guy, but, you know, played the whole game. And I think that's the thing that I, when I look at my game, I think that's how I look at it is being able to do multiple things out there on the floor and in some cases being positionless. I like it. I like it. I I can see that. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Well, as I said, uh, let's transition and and pivot to this current Cavs team. Uh, Boy, uh, Evan Mobley uh, certainly has opened some eyes out in Vegas. The acquisition of Ricky Rubio, which I think has kind of flown under the radar, but uh, certainly will be a, a huge addition to this Cavs team. But Let's get your thoughts on how this offseason has gone for the Cavaliers. Uh, I think, uh, you know, when you look at what has occurred, and I think I will start with uh, uh, Ricky Rubio. I think he's the guy that's going to bring a lot of experience to our basketball team, a lot of uh, just understanding how to bring a team together, you know, because he's been a point guard his whole career, um, and he understands how vitally important it is for a point guard to command the team. And I think that will also uh, help Darius. I think it would help Colin. It would help Okoro. It would help our entire team. So I thought that was a really good pickup by Kobe Altman in bringing in a guy such as uh, Ricky Rubio, a very talented guy who has just a great vision and a great feel for the game. And I think uh, everybody on our team will benefit from having uh, Ricky on our team. It can't be along those same lines as the follow-up. I'm guessing that with the the young guys you mentioned on the Cavaliers, with the Ricky Rubio, he is 
you know, you, you just, as much as he may be able to say something to them, they'll probably learn just as much or more just by watching him. Would you agree with that? Well, to, to me, you know, in this day and age or even in any age, you know, the, the leader had to be able to perform at a certain level. And I believe Ricky still has that, those abilities uh, because of his great basketball IQ. He has a great feel for the game. So, for me, when you are, I'm going to use this word, a, um, a, a older veteran, uh, you have to still be able to impact the game. And I believe Ricky Rubio still has that ability. So for me, I think that's why I believe it's going to be easy for him to uh, take on a leadership role because he still has the ability to get it done uh, in practice, in game situations, as well as being able to communicate with these younger guys that he will be a part of. So, I, 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 again, I just look at, at Ricky as a good asset for our basketball team. He's definitely going to add a whole different dimension to our team, particularly as a backup point guard and a guy who has a great voice and understands this game. Campy, I alluded to the summer league, and certainly it's developmental. We understand what it's about, but uh, the, the glimpses that we've had of Mobley, uh, what do you think? A solid player. I mean, uh, I only see him getting better. Uh, here is a guy that does so many different things out there on the floor, has great length. Um, I just think that, uh, you know, as he grows his game, and I think we all have to be conscious of this, is um, the not to be not to put so many expectations on him. Allow this 19-year-old player to come in and establish himself, establish himself, you know, and not put a lot of expectations on him. He has all the talent in the world. We've seen that. We see it. But you have to let that talent grow, and you have to nurture that talent as well. And I think he's in a great situation with our basketball team, with Coach Bickerstaff and, and Coach Bickerstaff's uh, staff to put him in position to be an outstanding basketball player uh, going forward. You know, Campy, a couple things I've noticed watching him thus far is, and you'll know better than I will, but it looks like mechanically his shot is pretty good. Like it's there doesn't need to be a lot of work put into his shot. And again, you can correct me if I'm wrong. The other thing that I really like about what I've seen with him is he dribbles with his head up. He's a very good passer, and you can't do that if you're worried about where your dribble is. Do you see that, or how accurate am I on, on those two points? Well, well I, I think you are accurate in, in, in that regard. Uh, I think the thing, when I look at him, look at his skill set, he's just fundamentally sound. And most young guys are not fundamentally sound. And particularly a guy that's seven foot, that fundamentally sound i mean that is an asset that he that will allow him to grow in our game as he becomes stronger as he as he become more familiar uh with our league uh he just has great fundamentals and that's the thing that i like about him and when you have great fundamentals you have the ability to fix your own issues that you have because you can dial back to uh area that will allow you to start building again so for me he has great fundamentals. He has great vision of the floor. He has great awareness of the floor. He knows where his teammates are. And to your point, he's an outstanding passer because you the more you see the floor, the better passer you become. Because 
as when I was coming up or anybody who has played this game, when you have when you look up, you have a tendency to see the entire floor. When you're looking down, you don't you don't see the, t- the entire floor. So when you look at Mobley, he just has a great understanding, great fundamentals. Uh, he's fundamentally sound in all the areas that I've seen him play thus far, whether he's playing the center, whether he's playing the four. Uh, he handles the ball extremely well. So he's a talented guy that we just have to let him grow into what he's going to be. Don't hey. pressure him into anything. Just allow him to grow and be the, pl- the player that he can be because he has all the ingredients to be an outstanding basketball player. Campy, we got about a minute, but I do want to squeeze this in. Uh, your thoughts on what you've seen from Okoro in the backcourt out in Vegas. Jim and I, during the broadcast last year at the end of the season, thought, boy, Isaac really looks comfortable at that guard spot. Uh, he's been playing it quite a bit uh, in the summer league. Your thoughts on that? Uh, the thing that I see uh, from Okoro at this particular point is his confidence level. Yes. You know, I think that's the biggest thing. You can just see his confidence and that's why he's so aggressive and he needs to continue to be aggressive both on the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball and that's what I'm seeing right now so I expect uh, Okoro to take another big leap this year because of his comfort level his ability to handle the ball now his ability to see the floor and just his overall ability to be aggressive he's such a great athlete and a great team guy, he just has to continue to be aggressive. Not passive, but be aggressive on both ends of the court. And he will definitely continue to grow his game as well, in my opinion. Boy, no doubt. Campy, as always, great stuff. We appreciate the time. And obviously, uh, let's hope this is the first of uh, several conversations on Cavs HQ. But we appreciate you stopping by. Hey, guys, I look forward and I appreciate you guys inviting me uh, to be a part of you guys' show today. And, again, uh, uh, to, to step in the shoes of Jim Jones for, for a few minutes, uh, that's, a, that's a great thing for me. So I look forward to hearing Jim as well as you, Tim, and, and Scott uh, during the course of the year as well. So you guys have a good summer. All right, you too, Campy. Thanks for joining us. Campy Thanks, Russell, guys. Cavs legend, joining us in the Legends Chair on Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. Scott and I are coming back after this on the First Energy Cavaliers Radio Network. Welcome back. Cavs HQ presented by Betway. Tim Elkhorn along with Scott Zarella. Boy, Z-Man, we could have talked to Campy Russell for the whole show. He's awesome. It's it's a shame when you've got to keep segments to a certain amount of time because we could have talked basketball with him, the league. We never even talked about the league with him. So there was a ton of stuff we could have gotten to, but it can't be so good. We're, well, you know, we're very fortunate with our legends between Campy, Austin, and Jim Jones. We've got three guys that did it and can convey it really well. Absolutely. So, again, a great big thank you to Campy for stopping by and paying us a visit. And, of course, uh, when we chatted with Campy, we talked about the Summer League ongoing out in Vegas. I and love it. I love it. The guy who heads that up as far as uh, the head coach of the Summer League Cavaliers, J.J. Outlaw, and certainly uh, he's getting a first-hand look at some of this young talent in the Cavalier organization. He is, and he's also, it's again, it's, it's funny that he still is responsible to kind of put him in the right places and make the right plays and, you know, help to him and some of the other young guys uh, advance 
and uh, get their feet wet in the summer league, which I've, I've been to summer league just countless times, and I love it. I mean, it's just wall-to-wall basketball, but you get your first look at these guys. So you see them when they're really kind of raw, but you see the flashes, and it's very exciting. And that's just me as a fan and as an employee. So for the coaching staff and the teammates, it's it's got to be really um, somewhat stressful, but a lot of fun. Well, the guy they're keeping a real keen eye on is the uh, first-round draft choice, number three selection overall, Evan Mobley. So uh, we thought it would be fun this segment to get some of J.J. Outlaw's thoughts and comments about the Cavaliers' number one draft choice. And the first thing J.J. talks about is just Evan Mobley's versatility, the different things he can do on the floor. Well, he's extremely versatile. Um, so you can put him in a lot of different scenarios. You can put him in a lot of different positions. Uh, he can handle the ball and pick and roll. He makes plays out of the elbows, out of the pinch spots. So, uh, you know, there, there's going to be some learning curve uh, and a maturation process as there is with all young guys, but he's extremely versatile. So um, I think that, that, that puts him a, a bit of, ahead of the game, if you will. And, you know, Tim, it's funny because Campy had mentioned about he referenced himself as being somewhat positionless. That's what the league has become, and that's where the versatility. You know, seven-footers used to be centers. Now they started to become a little bit of stretch fours. Now we're seeing seven-footers playing to three. So that versatility is a great uh, asset to have. Well, you mentioned versatility and really positionless-type players now, and that's what J.J. Outlaw talks about, the fact that Evan really is good anywhere on the floor. He's extremely talented uh, and has a lot of gifts out on the basketball floor. So he's good with the ball anywhere. Um, we did have a conversation after practice as to what block he liked the ball on and what elbow he liked the ball on. Um, so, again, I just wanted to make him as comfortable as possible uh, when he got his touches. But, uh, you know, he's comfortable with the ball just about everywhere. And he certainly looks comfortable on the floor, Z. He look, to me, he looks a little more comfortable actually on the perimeter because he's a good ball handler. He needs to get a little bit stronger. I think everybody would admit to that, especially in the legs. You know, he's he could be a little bit more physical on, in the paint, but that's going to come as he just gets – I mean, he's 19 years old. He's only going to be so big and thick at this age. As he gets bigger, he'll be more comfortable in the paint. And certainly uh, that court awareness, that court vision, seven feet tall, but – Man, uh, he can dish it out. J.J. Outlaw talking about the fact that Evan Mobley is a terrific passer. He sees the floor extremely well. He understands concepts. Uh, so when his teammates are cutting for him and his teammates are moving around uh, moving around him, uh, he's able to hit them in spots where they can really uh, do something positive with the ball. And I just think that uh, not only Evan uh, was extremely unselfish with the ball, but uh, one of our key words and one of our key uh, uh culture things is is one more and uh you know that's either one more possession or one more uh movement defensively and tonight it happened to be one more uh, pass with the ball and everybody shared it so that was really good you know tim it's funny because as players we, we're into the sexy stats home runs and bombs for touchdowns and guys that can score in the nba but as i mentioned to campy what i like about Evan is that he's a really good passer because he keeps his head up. He's always looking for teammates. And to me, that makes you so much of a better player because, yeah, you can score 20, 25 points a game, but unless you can get your teammates involved and being able to find them, you know, you, some, you're somewhat limited. And I just think for somebody his age to be as good as a passer as he is, is really something special. Well, JJ talked about the fact that not only is Evan Mobley a passer, he's a terrific playmaker. You know, I, I think we're all excited about that. Uh, again, you know, he's going to be uh, an extremely integral piece for us uh, throughout the season. And uh, his willingness to share the ball uh, and then also be able to get 
his own shot when he wants it um, is extremely important. But uh, as you can see, his teammates trusted that he would deliver the ball on time on target when they cut, and they just kept cutting. And, of course, for the Cavaliers, not only Evan Mobley as a playmaker, but J.J. says, listen, we want as many playmakers as possible on the floor. That's what makes it difficult on the defense. You know, the more ball handlers, the more playmakers you have on the floor, uh, the better your team is going to be. Um, you know, you put Evan out on the floor, you put J.A. out on the floor, uh, Darius, Colin, uh, and you got playmakers all over, all over the place. And um, we play a very unselfish style of basketball, and so – uh, when guys are willing to make plays for their teammates, good things are going to happen. Yeah, the more guys that can you know, make things happen makes it that much more difficult to defend. So Cavs have a lot to look forward to in that department moving forward. And to close things out with J.J., uh, he says, listen, we've got a special player here. Uh, he just knows how to make the right play. He just makes the right basketball play over and over and over again. And he's not so much concerned with what he's doing as he is the success of the team and the success of the offense on that side of the floor. I'll tell you what, you can just hear the excitement in J.J.'s voice about this kid out of USC. And he should be. I mean, I'm excited because, again, the limited time that we saw him in college, which was just the one year, but the little things that he's showing you in summer league, it's like, you know what, in time, those are only going to get better. Well, we've heard from J.J. Outlaw, the uh, Cavs summer league head coach. Why not hear from Evan Mobley? So we'll take a quick timeout, and when we come back, We'll hear from the first-round draft choice, number three selection overall by the Cavaliers, and get his thoughts on his first action in a Cavalier uniform. That comes your way after this on Cavs HQ, presented by Betway on the First Energy Cavaliers Radio Network. The Cavaliers and Monsters teamed up with our friends at Tito's Handmade Vodka this past season, agreeing to donate $10 for every Cavs and Monsters assist to help feed our community during these difficult times. All of those assists added up to a check to the Cleveland Food Bank in the amount of $18,820. The check was delivered to the food bank by arena host Ahmad Crump and our Spanish radio voice, Rafa Hernandez-Brito. Cavs in the community, brought to you by Discount Drug Mart. We'll be back with more Cavs HQ presented by Betway after this on the First Energy Cavaliers Radio Network. Welcome back. Cavs HQ presented by Betway. Tim Elkhorn along with this guy I found down on the corner, Scott Zarilla. <laughs> That's good. That's a good one. Yeah, I just like that. hanging around the corner, down on the corner, down on the street. Come on, join me for Cavs HQ. That's and, why it's called bumper music. You got to give it a little bit of a bump. You got to talk about it. Yeah. I mean, why? Well, I, I shouldn't say I'm impressed that you know this, because you know your music. Uh, Creedence, man. Well, I'm, good stuff. The original was Creedence Clearwater Revival. John Fogarty. Well, that's a whole other issue. All right, let's get back to Cavs HQ presented by Betway. Tim Elkhorn and Scott Zarilla, Marty Allen doing a great job on the music. Kurt McLaughlin, Leo Simone on the other side of the window as well. Well, Z-Man, last segment we heard from J.J. Outlaw, and boy, heaping praise on the Cavs' number one draft choice, number three pick overall, Evan Mobley. As so, he should. As he should, absolutely. This is a special player that the Cavs were fortunate enough to grab in the NBA draft uh, once they bounced up to that number three spot. And 
as we said, uh, let's hear from Evan Mobley himself. And uh, as he gets acclimated to the NBA game, albeit in the summer league out in Vegas, uh, Evan said to the media, listen, I'm getting more and more comfortable every game. I'm just going to keep building. Uh, I felt more comfortable, felt uh, more energy out there. Um, So I feel like overall it's just going to keep getting better and better each game. You know, Tim, with every game I've watched him in the summer league, you can see that. Yes. And if you've noticed it, even with other players on other teams, there, there are some guys that they just have that little bit of something about them, like Jalen Suggs over Lando. He's a guy that just, he's got it. He's just good to go. And there are other guys that it's going to take a little bit of a time. You can see they're finding their yeah, way. But with Evan, you can see it with every game. He knew more and more that he belonged. And again, it's a process. And so there's going to be some games he's going to look fantastic. Some trips down the floor, he's going to look awful. But it takes time, and that comfort is such important for a young guy. As we talked about with Campy Russell, and during the last segment we heard from J.J. Outlaw, Evan Mobley is very comfortable being a distributor, being a facilitator out on the floor. And he talks about the fact that uh, he's more than comfortable being a playmaker on the hardwood. I definitely feel comfortable with the ball in my hands, uh, definitely playmaking, as you saw today. Um I feel like I see the floor very well. I'm tall. I can make those passes. So um, I feel like that's a big part of my game right now. Think about that luxury to have a seven-foot guy that has handles, that has footwork, and can see over most defenders. Well, you know what's funny, Tim? Listening to that bite is that remember when Magic Johnson came into the league and everybody said, wow, he's a (laughs) 6'9 point guard. He can see over everybody. And we're like, wow, at the time. Now... It's become commonplace that young, athletic, 6'8", 6'9", 6'10", 7-footers, Giannis, we've seen a number, you know, um, Luka Doncic, all these guys 6'8 and above, they're very comfortable playmaking. And to put Evan alongside Darius and Colin, Larry Nance is a terrific playmaker for a guy 6'10". Right. That's a lot of guys that you can give the ball to and they can make something happen. Before we get to the next cut, though, not only is he a great passer, he's got great handles. He can dribble the basketball. Well, and that's part of playmaking. It's one thing to have the ball in your hand and make a good pass, make a good backdoor pass to a cutter for sure, but to be able to put it on the floor, get past a defender, and help keep the ball moving and keep player movement, we've heard that for years, that's a huge difference maker. And again, for a guy his size, bringing the defender's of his size away from the basket opens up the floor incredibly. Well, Evan Mobley talks about the fact that he's comfortable being a playmaker, but really the Cavs have playmakers on this squad. I feel like in the regular season, it's going to be even better uh, with Darius Garland, um, Jared Allen, um, everyone playing back. So uh, I feel like my playmaking ability and their playmaking abilities together uh, we would all flow uh, very nicely, and uh, I feel like it's going to be a great season. You know, it's funny. I mentioned a couple of the names in terms of playmakers the Cavs have already. You know, I kind of forgot Kevin Love and forgot Ricky Rubio. A couple of right. Guys that really, again, it's it's great when you can put the ball in almost everyone's hands. And not that Jared Allen is a as a you know a problem when he's got the ball the ball in his hand, but when everybody can do something with the ball and they're not. A liability where you're playing five on four you're you know you've got five guys that can all do something that's um 
it's a huge po- a huge positive to have. And again, I think it's really something that the Cavaliers should be very excited about moving forward. Well, Scott, you and I have had conversations in the past about the fact that the ball moves quicker than the defense. Yeah, we've always said that. Yeah. So if, yeah. if the ball's moving quickly, the defense can't ki- keep up. And at some point, you're going to get a good look. You're going to get a good shot. But to your point, too, you know, Evan, you can hand him the ball, sure, but you can hand him the ball and he can put it on the floor and do something as well, which again is a completely different thing that a lot of teams have. Well, in our last segment you heard jj outlaw mention that he asked evan mobley uh, where do you like to be on the floor where are you comfortable so uh here's evan mobley's response to that i feel like i'm uh very comfortable in that spot uh last season all, all college season uh i was putting that spot putting that position a lot so um i'm very comfortable in that spot so that's why i feel like uh that's my like favorite spot on the floor no, I should have set that up, but he likes the elbow <laughs> spot. I thought he would say that in the cut, but he likes being out on the elbow. He likes being on the wing. Well, it's one of those places I think that you can get so much done with, especially with his skill set, because we, we hear about, you know, being in a position to be able to score or be, to be able to play make. And from that angle, he looks like he's got a good shot from 15 to 17. He's got three point range, but he looks to be a very good mid range shooter from the elbows. You can pass from the elbows. To other perimeter players, you can find guys cutting, you can find big guys on the block, so it's a good place for him to be comfortable. Well, a lot's been happening in Evan Mobley's life in the last month or so. Of course, the big night, the NBA draft at the Barclays Center, getting to Cleveland, now out to Vegas, number three pick overall, but uh, Evan says, listen, I'm just trying to stay in the moment, take it one day at a time. Lately, I've just been trying to stay in the moment, um, not thinking about uh, what's to come, uh, all the pressure or anything like that. I'm just staying in the moment. Uh, I know it's a game. It's basketball. I've been playing this, so I'm just going to try to keep uh, being comfortable. Um, This is a whole new situation, um, and I just got to keep chipping away, keep getting better at different areas of my game. And um, I feel like uh, overall, like when the season starts, I'm going to be ready. It's a great that's a great mindset because if you try to rush things, you're going to find yourself getting in trouble. And just like the rest of us, Evan Mobley says he's jacked up for the upcoming season. It's very exciting. Uh, the fan base in Cleveland, um, the whole city vibe is great. Uh, I love it so far, and um, I'm very excited uh, to see what happens. Well, we are too, Evan. It's going to be a fun 21-22 campaign. Can't wait. When you, when you bring a guy with that kind of skill set to the floor, it's only going to be a positive. No doubt. Well, it has been a crazy offseason in the NBA. So much player movement. Eight coaching changes around the league. So when Scott and I come back, we'll take a look at some of the whirlwind activities that have gone on in the NBA this offseason. That comes your way after this on Cavs HQ, presented by Betway on the First Energy Cavaliers Radio Network. Welcome back to Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. Tim Elkhorn, along with Scott Zarilla this week, filling in very well, may I say, for Jim Jones on the other side of the window. Yes, the dynamic duo of Marty Allen and Kurt McLaughlin, ably assisted by Leo Simone. Scott, this has been fun so far. It has, but let's make it crystal clear. Nobody can fill in for Jim Jones. <laughs> Come on now. I, I can I can say some stuff, but I can't get into it the way Jimmy does. Jimmy breaks stuff down. Uh, I've always enjoyed listening to him so much. So I appreciate the good words, but there's no replacing Jim Jones. 
no replacing Jim, but you could be Nate Thurman to Jim Jones, you know, come in <laughs> off the bench, provide some quality minutes. I'll buy that. <laughs> I will accept that. I will that, I will accept that. Yes, that veteran leadership of Scott Zarilla I, filling the Nate Thurman role. <laughs> I am the, I am a veteran. That is, I have been around a while. Yes, yes. Well, we were talking about the fact uh, it's been a fun show so far. Uh, boy, a lot going on as far as the Cavaliers and the Summer League out in Vegas and Boy, Scott, it has been a whirlwind offseason in the NBA with player movement, eight coaching changes in the NBA, and a lot going on. You know, Tim, the, the, the offseason is two things. It's fun because I like the movement, but it's a pain in the neck because I hate the movement because you got to try to find out where everybody is. I like the movement because it's kind of like, all right, who's going to do what? Oh, boy, he's there now with this mix, and if that works out, they could be okay. But then again, it's does this mix work and not what happens to them? There's a lot going on, and I do like it. But again, for as a fan, I love it. As an employee of the NBA <laughs> and as a team, that's really very difficult. And speaking of Summer League, I'm watching all the games, and I'm going, dude, you got to get some of these pronunciations down because they're going to be in the G League real soon. <laughs> it is fun to watch, though, especially the young talent and to see them develop oh, yeah. and kind of showcase their game. and. As we mentioned, uh, boy, so many moves and free agency and trades. So we thought in this segment we'd delve into a few of those. And boy, the LA Lakers have made a splash. I don't, you know, I don't. We they played a tsunami. Yes, we could talk about this uh, for the rest of the show. Uh, first of all, with Westbrook going over there, and then Carmelo Anthony and just Dennis Schroeder leaving, turning down a lot of money, and oh boy, ending up in Boston. But you know, for the Lakers, they got a lot of guys over, you know, thirty years of age, and the names are there, the talent is there, but are they going to be young enough and fresh enough? for a whole 82-game season and into the playoffs. And is the fit there? That's right. an important question as well. And you talked about Russell Westbrook, the triple-double machine. He goes from Washington out to Los Angeles, and Westbrook talks about fitting in with this Laker club. As you know, Bron is one of the best players to play this game, um, and his, his ability to be able to kind of do everything on the floor um, allows me to be able to just figure it out. Uh, I'm coming to a championship caliber team and my job is to make sure that I'm able to make his game easy for him um, and I'll find ways to do that throughout the game um, as it pertains to ball handling and all that it really doesn't matter um, there's many different ways you can impact the game without having the ball in your hands um, and I'm, I've been able to do that for many years and um, I will figure it out. And of course uh, Scott mentioned Carmelo Anthony joining his longtime friend LeBron in LA here's Melo talking about joining the Lakers. I'm coming in with, with a championship with my mind. I think we all know that, you know, this is this is the one thing that I'm missing, right? This is the one thing that it, it, it keeps me up at night. It motivates me uh, because I don't have it. You know, and I, I wanna I want I want that experience. I wanna I wanna experience, you know, what it's like in going going through the ups and downs of a championship season with a team, right? The, the turmoil and how we come together when those things not going right. You know, that adversity, when adversity hit, you know, how are we going to come together even tighter? How are we going to have each other's back? How are we going to support each other? Because the basketball part of it is going to take care of itself. You know, we have the talent. We just got to put it We got to put it all together. You know, Tim, it looks good on paper, but it, it there's a lot of questions to be answered. The one move I do like in the offseason that uh, didn't go under the radar, but 
Kyle Lowry to Miami, that you kind of solidified that point guard position, and he decided to go to Miami in that sign-and-trade with Toronto. And he spoke to the media, and he talked about, although it looks good on paper, they've still got something to prove in Miami. Oh, paper, it looks great, but you got to put it working on the floor. I don't ever try to say, oh, we can do this or we do that. At the end of the day, you still got to go out there and lace them up and, and go out there and do your job, you know, play defense, score, put the ball in the hole. Um, you know, it looks good, but, you know, you got to find a way to put it together. If you don't find a way to put it together, then it don't mean, you know, mean jack, right? You, if you don't put it together the right way or if the, if the guys aren't, you know, on the same page or this happens, you know, you just got to go out there and do your job. And, you know, it could look good. It can sound good. It can feel good, but you got to do it. What's interesting about that move, Scott, they bring in a guy who's won a world championship. He's been in a winning culture, so they just add to that down in Miami. Miami, because of that culture, and Spolster does such a great job in the way they play, they're always dangerous, and I'm just curious to see if Lowry isn't able to maybe take them to that next step and win that championship, of course. Another move that I really like is Spencer Dinwiddie going to Washington because he's going to be the best fit for Bradley Beal in that backcourt. It didn't work with Westbrook, didn't work with Wall. I think it's going to be much better with Dinwiddie. And here's what he had to say about joining Washington. Free agency is almost like a game of musical chairs. You know, when you look at the game of musical chairs and, and then uh, possible fits, um, the Wizards really stood out. And um, it was a, a place that I wanted to go to, being familiar with, with Beal and his game, matching up, you know, both age-wise and, and, and you know, play style-wise. Uh, you know, so it, it just became a fit that, that popped on the board, you know, uh, pretty recently. And, and I'm, I'm blessed to be able to be here. I think he's really underrated as a player. I think he's a good fit. And again, Washington's not going to win anything, but they're not going to be any, a pushover like they may have been in the past. And we've talked about this before. It's not always just fantasy basketball where you right. throw stats yeah. together. Yeah. There has to be chemistry to your term. There has to be a fit. I mean, he scores, but he can also run the offense. And like I said, I just think he's going to be a really good fit uh, next to Bradley Beal. Now, there's plenty of other guys we could talk about, Tim, about moving from place to place. We just don't have time. But also some big contract oh. extensions. A lot of money being tossed around in the offseason, but none of it's made its way to the radio room here. <laughs> How about Seth Curry signing his second, second. His second $200 million-plus deal? My goodness, who's his agent? But in the meantime, uh, Seth said, I wasn't going anywhere. Uh, Golden State is my home. Been there my entire career, and we've had some amazing uh, you know, successes as a team. And to have the opportunity to secure in the next five years and understand what we're trying to rebuild and balance that win-now mentality with you know developing some of the young guys who are here. And, and just what that pursuit means, I'm all for it. And, you know, that's, that's my home. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to... Uh, to take on that challenge with my guys for the next five years. And, you know, Tim, with Golden City, he's talking about the future. This is his home. They had the two high draft picks in Kaminga and Moses Moody. Right. You know, James Wiseman has a year under his belt. Clay Thompson's going to come back eventually. They're not going to have the struggles that they had last year. Another guy <laughs> that's making some money, who's well-deserved, Luka Doncic, you know, um, he was eligible, and he's the front runner right now for MVP in the NBA this year. And uh, this was him talking about him signing his long-term deal to stay with the Mavericks. First of all, uh, how I feel being in Dallas. I feel like second home, second, third. But it feels like home there. Uh, you know, I feel great. Uh, the people that work for the organization are great, great people. So I just 
feel good there. Uh, I can't say nothing else. I'll tell you what, it's going to be a crazy season coming up. Can't tell the players and the coaches without a scorebook. No, you can't. And that's, <laughs> as I said at the top, that's that's part of the fun, but that's also part of the frustration. You know, it wasn't really just the players also moving around in the offseason. Eight coaching changes, quite a few of them. Uh, I'll go through them quickly. In Atlanta, Lloyd Pierce is out. Nate, Millen, Nate McMillan, who was the interim, uh, steps in full-time. Brad Stevens, somewhat a surprise out as head coach. Ime Odoka taking over for him. Dallas Rick Carlisle, been there for a long time. He is out. Jason Kidd uh, will take over for him. Nate Bjorkren after just one season with the Pacers is gone. Rick Carlisle moves north to take over for the Pacers. Stan Van Gundy, just one year. That didn't work out. It didn't work out. Willie Green moves from Phoenix as an assistant to New Orleans. Also, Steve Clifford has had a couple of opportunities, and he's out in Orlando. Jamal Mosley takes over for him. Terry Stotts out in Portland. Chauncey Billups, a lot of talks about Chauncey. He finally got an opportunity, and Scott Brooks is out from Washington. Wes Unselt Jr. has taken over for him. A couple of guys are going to get their first first opportunity at being a head coach, as our uh... – Friend Joe Tate used to say, the biggest distance on the bench, the six inches from the assistant coach's chair to the head coach's chair. But that originally came from assistant coach Ron Uh, Rothstein originally said that. Yep. Yeah. All right. Look at the NBA. When we come back, we'll close out this week's edition of Cavs HQ, presented by Betway on the First Energy Cavaliers Radio Network. Welcome back. Caps HQ presented by Betway. Scott Zarilla, that was one jam-packed show. Heard a lot from J.J. Outlaw and Evan Mobley and this crazy NBA offseason. That means training camp can't be that far off. No, it's not. And it's funny because I was talking to someone the other day and they said, well, it's only like the middle of August. I said, yeah, it's the middle of August because training camps are what? Pretty much the last week of September. Right. September 28th. Okay, yeah. And then all of a sudden you're into October, which is training camp, and the season is late October. And then for me, the G League is shortly thereafter, about the first week of uh, November. It's coming fast. But you know what? That's that's what they pay us for, and I'm looking forward to it. I keep waiting for the schedule to come out. I'm really oh. excited about it. Like, let's get oh, the schedule. Let's the, get the schedule. Of all the things, <laughs> you would think that that's the simplest one and the one that you can put up. No, everyone wants the schedule. And the schedule doesn't change anything for you, but I can't wait and I'm waiting for two schedules, not just one. I agree. I agree. Yours will be exciting as well. All right, so that's going to do it for this week's edition of Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. Scott, thanks for filling in. Great to be here. Of course, thanks to the three guys on the other side of the window, Leo Simone, Marty Allen, Kurt McLaughlin. Biggest thanks goes to you, the listeners. Hope you enjoyed it. And until we talk again, Tim Elkhorn saying so long, everybody.